begins with this gate drop. What is going on, power to the ground, folks? We are here, Doug and Tiller, coming at you with round 17, the final round of Monster Energy Supercross. And it was a lot more entertaining than I figured it would be, especially considering we had three champions that pretty much just had to do a lap. So it's, uh, I'm, I was pretty excited about it. Uh, want to welcome all of you guys here. Uh, last minute running around, I literally just sat down. Tiller held it down for me, though, getting all the stuff put together. So I'm here clicking your buttons for you. And I guess Tiller does all the hard work without any of the recognition this week. So we are here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're here, though. We got it done. It's uh, if you are listening to us live, go ahead and uh, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we do like to talk a lot of local stuff well i like to talk a lot of local stuff uh, i i do get around pretty decent so i might have been in your area uh what i do get around yep two dollars find me at the truck stop pilot here we go woo woo <laughs> but, <laughs> also please do not forget whether you are on facebook or youtube like comment share and subscribe it helps us out a whole bunch we cannot thank you guys enough for doing it week to week we know every other show asks you to do the same thing but we're power to the ground we're i mean it's down and down and dirty i guess with doug and tiller so yeah. it's we're getting it done also, big shout out to Sean over there, Bro Taco Hot Sauce, www.brotacofoods.com. Don't forget to use the code PTTG for 20%. And what did he say he was riding from Dallas to wherever in Washington or in Oregon, Washington? Dinah Lowrider. Ho! Gonna have one hell of a trip. Oh, yeah. Take your time, Sean. Take your time. That unfortunately, your back and legs and shoulders are going to hurt before you run out of gas. So if you got to stop, make a stop, man. <laughs> You're going to want to make some stops, man. I've ridden one of those. Oh, yeah. Also, big shout out to Sunstar Sprockets and Chains, www.sunstar braking.com. Email the support. Use anything about power to the ground in the email and get hooked up with 30% off. Got a fancy orange sprocket that Justin Starling took to the house on that 450 LCQ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, making it look all shiny and stuff all up under them lights. And then we got the old the old Z sprocket over here. Also, big thanks to Nova Pro Media at NovaPro.media. They're the ones that keep this thing all powered up, ready to go so that I can show up late and just have to click the ones and twos and get on here and talk with you guys. Well, yeah, While you're checking out all our other sponsors' websites, stop on over at ours, power the number two, theground.com. And I would say jump on there and play some pickums, but the season is over and we are going to talk about that tonight uh yeah we are it there was there were some upsets 
there was some late last minute Cooper Webb attacking the bottom line upsets going on. Uh, uh, and we're going to go over all of that. Uh, but until we do, what do you say we talk some 250s? We finally have a 250 race that I'm excited to talk about 250s. We had everyone on the same track at the same time, the way it should be. And it finally happened. And I'm well, almost everybody, but yeah, close I'll to everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I this race was, I think we thought, and I think you already mentioned it, that we thought there was a chance it could be a snooze fest because, yeah. you know, the, I mean, I kept looking at the way the championship scenarios could play out, just thinking like, there's got to be something off about this where there's like something here or there. They kept trying to make it sound like the, the Cameron McAdoo Hunter Lawrence thing could really turn out to be an issue. You know, and you're just looking at there's There's just no, I mean, it could have happened a tragic, you know, incident, relatively tragic incident could have happened and we could have turned into that sort of race, but it just, those three guys were in championship contention because they didn't have any issues all year. So the chances of them like doing something stupid and having an issue on the last day were so slim, but it still turned out to be a really exciting race. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching the two fifties this week. Now my points didn't turn out how I wanted to. However, and I lost the jet versus Hunter battle. I feel like I was one of the only ones taking Hunter. But, I took I took the easy route on that one. I will yeah. say that like I took Jet because I just thought he was gonna win. I didn't want him to. I wanted yeah. Hunter to win. I just yeah. I I didn't follow my heart on that one. Jet's a gamer, man. Jet is definitely a gamer. I feel like when there is a certain level that needs to be reached on a certain kind of type situation, I think he he's probably gonna get there. Uh, him and Moseman didn't get into it, which was kind of nice. Like last week, just randomly, yeah, you know, he was gonna hit me. He's like, he's already turned down, guy. You'll be all right. Chill out. I was kind of disappointed know? when Moseman had his hiccups, a for fantasy and b for the fact that any chance of them having any fun on track interactions were were shot down. Oh yeah, that's. I was sitting there cheering on Hunter because I think I think if Hunter didn't wash out the front and he linked. Oh, excuse me. And he linked up with Jet. I have a feeling that would have been a uh, that would have been a totally different race. I just knowing me and my brother on the same track at the same time, no matter what it is, we're gonna push each other to the absolute breaking point. And I think if those two could have got like showing each other a wheel, I think it definitely would have turned into a. Uh, it might have been a rowdy race. You know, I think yeah. they would have been respectful, but I think there would have been. You would have saw all the stops come out, you know. Yeah, well, and it it definitely would have been. There were still plenty of on track interactions. Um, McAdoo and Hunter Lawrence had. Oh yeah, they at least yeah, they had were rubbing one on each other a little bit too. Yeah, it was. Um, it was it was still a good race watching Jet catch up to Colt. Um, I was looking at lap times right before we started again, I didn't have a chance to really sit down and look at those again. Cause I was watching the race. They didn't, I don't think they were trying to make it sound one way or the other, but I think it was easy to think like, Oh, Colt just got out front. He was running with it and then slowed down and jet caught him. And not to say that jet wasn't catching him, 
but Colt really didn't slow down that much. I think it uh, looked like Colt had one or two laps where he like did a couple slow ones, and that's where Jet really caught up to him. And then when Jet started getting aggressive with him, Colt just was like, "No, yeah, I don't, I don't need to." And then, and then after that, Colt just slowed down when he realized that you know nobody else was really close to him a little bit. But it wasn't, it was, it wasn't until then. I think it looked like Colt made. He was going just as fast as if, or, or just as fast, if not faster than Jet, um, until he slowed down one, two laps. He had two slow laps, maybe because of lappers on the short track, and then yeah. that's where Jet caught him. And then after that, he was like, "I'm, it's not, it's not worth it," and just so, kind of went with it. Nichols and Cooper. Well, Hunter pushed Cooper way out on that start. That was that was funny exciting. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. Oh man, when I saw was that, that the heat, I, was, I, I think it was. My hands. Yeah, but both Nichols and Cooper, they both had that you got to finish or first you got to finish to finish first type of mentality. Man, they mm-hmm. they rode smart races. They let everybody else battle it out, and it was it was a good battle, man. I, I was pretty excited. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't you can't give them any bad rep on that. And so, what was it? We ended up with for the just the top five was Jet in first, Colt, Hunter, Cameron McAdoo, fourth, Seth Hamaker, fifth, or Joe got sixth. And I, I think I even told you when we were talking about Pickums and stuff that day, I had embarrassingly left Joe out of my top five. And I'm glad I kind of accidentally forgot him because if I would have remembered him, making my top five picks would have been harder. And even then, it was it was still hard enough as it was to pick a top five for this one. Of yeah, who I really thought I had a chance of getting in there. So I definitely picked him. I think I had him like third, <laughs> but it was, uh, he just got a bad start. It seemed like, and I'm not going to say the track was one line. Cause there was definitely some, some decent passing opportunities and, and we got to see it like, uh, what was it during the heat when Roxon did the whole tail slide underneath to dive under going back across the start straight. That was a pretty, like, yeah. there was a lot of guys passing through there where they would kind of square up that corner or slide in. Um, and I then, was impressed with that corner in particular for a lot of them. Um, yeah. There were a lot of times where it looked like a lot of guys favored that inside, the single over, and then take the inside back across the start straight over and over again. And you'd see them do it so much, you're kind of like, well, I don't know. But then when they would change it up, to try the other way around when the other guy took it, it was it was kind of interesting to see that one because you figured it, guys just had their preference on that one, which maybe they did. Yeah. You didn't think that they would try the other way if they just weren't doing it as the race developed and the track changed, um, but they would. And some people made some crazy passes there. And then like when oh yeah, when Hunter made that pass on Cameron afterwards because Cameron uh, took the inside on that one. I think Hunter was one that had been taking the inside every other time. He and Jet both. And then when Cameron messed up coming across the start line and that allowed Hunter to catch up on him on the side. And those two ran so close together around that next left-hander. That was exciting. You were like, Oh man, oh, yeah. what happened right here? They were, uh, it was a great night of racing, man. I, I'm glad it ended that way. I mean, the two fifties and the four fifties, it, I mean, like we said, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a boring race. It wasn't like the rest of kind of the stadiums, turned out to be you know mm-hmm. which is is nice and i think that's great for the the last race let's end it on a high note you know we had some rubbing we had some racing had some wrecks we had pretty much everything you could want 
you know, the only mm-hmm. thing that could have made it a little better was the uh, the points chases in all three series as were a little closer so that then there would really be some battles. But I'll tell you what, second through probably fourth place in all three series is they were getting it, man. Mm-hmm. Like they were not slowing down. So it was fun it, to see. Yeah, it made, well, let's see, it made 450. Well, we're not to 450s yet, but I mean, I think there was a little bit of shakeup in like the top five or six and the points on that one, just because of what happened in that race. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was good and the track was good and the speaking of the well we can talk about the track yeah we'll talk about the track after we go over the 450s a little bit more because it 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 was a little different for those guys um let's see we've got yeah so we did the top five slash six because we had two coasts on the 250 this time um yeah. is there anything else on the the 250s that were kind of what was it out to you I was trying to remember. I, I was kind of peeping at the highlights on my way home um, in between talking to you about some stuff. And it was, uh, what was it? I can't remember. I'll probably, we'll probably talk about something else and I'll remember it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah, because that's just the way my brain works. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the 250s were great. And I, it was a great example of why we need to stop splitting up the talent, man. It, it really made it fun to watch, you know, and I, I was sitting down in the studio with my buddy Jason and we were actually recording music and I was trying to pay attention to what he was doing, trying to pay attention to the races on my phone in front of me at the same time, you know, and it, it, we ended up watching the races and it, for quite a while and then kind of recording in between because it, it was entertaining, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't have much else to add except hopefully they put them together again, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, bring back a two fifty B and run them separately. You know, not that any of those guys are B riders, maybe a B rider at that caliber and at least give them some time to get out on the track, you know, maybe run them like, before the night show even starts, you mm-hmm. know, but it's uh, just to give them some spotlight for the teams that are already there. You know, I, I don't see what it could hurt because they're just going to destroy or tear down the track and rebuild it before the night show. Anyway, in between the, what well, we have like usually three hours in between the end of qualifying and the beginning of, of the actual night show. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, we both been to races. There is, literally nothing that happens in those three hours so yeah there's some there's definitely some killer downtime there and i think i think even if they were stuck on having having to have three hours for a night show on tv if everything really was just being worked backwards because this is all we have on tv and we got to figure out the whole program for this reason there's still plenty of ways you could reorganize all they have to do is drop in like the 250 races and the 15 minutes that you have in between 250s and 450s, or even just like a quick highlight video, you know, mm-hmm. like it, to me, it would work out twofold because a, you're giving those guys a chance, not necessarily for TV time, but you're giving them a chance to actually show what they can do with what they have to some of the larger teams that are there. 
if, if you combine the coasts and if you do combine the coasts you have all the talent together like mm-hmm. i i say it a lot there's no lack of talent or entertainment in the 250s when you get them together you know why not why not showcase it you know make the whole make the whole series fun to watch on TV for new people, you know, not just people that are like, Oh, well, I think Nichols will beat Cooper on the East and West because of this, this, and this. And then we only get to see it one race, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot they could do in, if, if they still ran, wanted to run four two fifty races over the course of the night program, there's still a lot of ways they could do that. And you could, do it a lot of different ways too. You could have a 250A class where the top guys run all 17 rounds, and then you could have yeah. a B, like you said, or a support group. You know, the privateers who, who we know are already running seconds off the lap times. Have yeah. them split up. You know, let that be another step up because I really think they're doing a huge disservice. Granted, these guys can train all they want, but they'll say it all day long. Races are races, and if you're not racing 17 races. All of a sudden, you jump up from a 250 where you're running nine races because of the combos, or maybe a little bit more depending on the season. Yeah. Um, a nine race series, and then in your main event, you're running at least five minutes less. And then all of a sudden, next year, you've got to double that and do more time at the ones you are running. Like, oh yeah, you're, you're not setting any up any of those guys up for success on their first year. You're just plus it's a bigger bike, more power, not like those guys on the 450s aren't afraid to bang bars with you even more than the 250s. They're just a little bit better about not knocking you over unless they absolutely want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think separating the classes the way they do is, is too big of a separation for saying like, Oh yeah, these guys are pro. And then all of a sudden next year been like, well, just kidding. You know, Colt next year. Now you have to go, you have to go around 450s because you're done here. Like good luck figuring that class out next year. Yeah, hopefully you have three years to put it all together. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just not. I don't know. I think I think they could use use the structure that's kind of there and manip- There's and you know we could go we could spend hours on this one, but definitely plenty of ways to manipulate that and change it to where they're not doing the two fifty guys a disservice to make it make them ready for four fifties. Yeah, because I mean, to be honest with you, the whole thing started over money, and all they really did was just sign more riders. So, I, yeah. like, the fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I get it. Like, maybe if you're a privateer, it, you might save money. But it's not like everything is super spread out anyway. You know, I mean, especially not this year. It seems like almost everything was over here. And it might be the same next year, you know? And I think yeah. it should be up to the individual to decide if he wants to go to all of them or not. All he's got to do is hit 135 points in three years, and then he has to anyway, or he's got to be done, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not sure where I'm at on the, the Thrasher situation on this one. It's dumb that he's like they're having to make that decision. What do you mean? The where um as far as thrasher not showing up to the last one so he doesn't already hit one year of potential accounting towards his points eligibility oh yeah yeah i mean you're gonna have that look at both guys that won the championship you got craig you got the martin brothers you had 
Davalos that was there forever. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with being a career 250 guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if that's the bike that you're more comfortable on, I would rather you play the games that the AMA sets out for you to play and be comfortable and put on a good show and have a good race than be forced up into some place where there's not even any room for anybody. Oh, and exactly. That's why, that's why I definitely don't think that he should be put in that situation where he like can't finish the series because he doesn't want to put himself in a situation where he might have to be forced up to the four fifties. Yeah. And, you know, and he's, he's too young, you know, and oh, oh, yeah. like in Craig's in a situation where he's in, where he doesn't have to go to the four fifties because he's had some really unlucky two fifty years and you don't want yeah. him to do that. You know, like they should, it, you know, I think to your point, they should be able to be in a situation where they say, I want to just ride two fifties. Like, let me race yeah. all the two fifty races. Let me ride two fifties. Let me find a team that wants to pay me to ride two fifties and I'll ride two fifties. Cause that's what I want to do. You know, like if you want to, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause it's it, also to your point, like if they're going to keep setting it up that way and the way it's working and the way we're at now, we've got too many people in the four fifty class. And I don't know, maybe yeah. they're going to have to set up a 450 support class because we got too many 450 guys that like should be making it in and they don't now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I believe wholeheartedly and I will take it to my grave. If I have to, I will say it every damn day that something needs to change. Oh yeah. And it's not that I'm just saying that without any opinions on what might make it better either you know like I'm, I'm not just griping for the sake of griping to be to be a karen basically you know mm-hmm. like i i fully think that it's what's best for the sport and I, we've talked numerous times about how how to go about it or what might work you know and we're not saying this will 100 percent work 100 percent of the time either you know we're just saying hey here's a good baseline idea we should play with it a little bit and see if we can get it to work out, you know? Yeah. You and try something before you just, yeah, you know, you can't do nothing for years and expect it to just work out. You gotta, Oh yeah. Do little and things every year. And then honestly, like, I, I don't know much about it, but it wasn't the whole, the way they had the futures set up in the past couple of years. Wasn't that supposed to make it easier for these guys to earn their points so that they can go racing? Yeah. So that the, was their, so that's like a backwards way of doing it, right? Like if they're setting it up yeah. easier for these guys to make their points so that they can jump into the two fifties sooner or the four fifties yeah. if they want to. Like, isn't that kind of backwards? It's like, oh hey, let's add more people to well, the it, pool before we fix what the pool can do. It depends on who you ask. I mean, we could call Feld or Daytona, is it Daytona Motorsports Group or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, Motorcycle DMG. group. Yeah. Like we could call them and they'd be like, no, Supercross Futures is cultivating the sport, blah, blah, blah. But in all actuality, it's them just gouging prices. Like, I think oh, Supercross- it's a money grab. Yeah, all of it's a money grab for them. Yeah. You know, having, having privateers pay entry fees every week, money grab. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, so you can get all your points by going to Minios, too. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just a way for them to be like hey pay me 100 i think it was like 150 bucks or something like that every week and you'll get to ride in this where it's not even a national championship you just might get supercross points mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's 
I mean, I don't know. It, to me, it was just a big money grab, and I'm not sad to see it go. I know some of our listeners might, but it, it just seemed like a huge gouge on the people that they probably shouldn't be gouging to begin with. You yeah. know? Oh, it's definitely. I definitely could see how it's a money grab, but I mean, I'll, like, I think just the fact that they had the opportunity and did that it's even more selfish in the fact that they're doing it more for their own pockets and not thinking like, oh, okay, cool. Well now we're, we're making it easier for some guys. You know, I know you, like you said, some guys will go to Minios or earn their points other ways, but also probably more people earned their points that way. So now that there's way more people that could earn their points and that could show up to try to qualify for a 250 night show. Yeah. And they're not fixing the 250 night show problem. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, it's basically like having, a little bitty carburetor and you just keep putting a bigger fuel pump on it, hoping you'll get more fuel for the engine, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it makes zero sense to me. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a smart man. I, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can talk about this stuff at nauseum, man. And we still got four weeks to fill until the yep. outdoors. Yep. So let's right. say some of our, uh, some of our crazy talks for that. <laughs> so, so we're we're temporarily done with two fifties for now. And yeah. We just jump to the the four fifties, yeah. Yeah, let's let's knock out the four fifties, man. It All was right. uh so it feels weird to say, but Roxon at the beginning of the main seemed way more aggressive than he has been all season. Oh, I did that thoughts going through my head the whole first few laps the oh, whole yeah. see, what was it he, he led um right here those those eight laps most of those eight laps he was leading yeah it was just like holy cow where's this aggression been and he was up there now granted coop gave him the old front wheel slap you mm-hmm. know kind of pushed him out of the way but he wasn't afraid to sit there and mix it up yeah. and i i'm not gonna lie i got a little excited i was like oh man oh man like what they're rubbing bars like he's pinching people like what mm-hmm. is going on yeah and then the stuff that we wanted to see weeks ago yeah and then it, it turned out that it was all for not anyway because he went from first to tenth somehow yep. i don't know the and then drive. the other thing that i have not been able to figure out is what happened to anderson i heard rumors he got black flag for him and barsha going at it but when we were watching it, it, it's not like those guys were being dirty. Like they were just being themselves. They were respecting each other, but they were racing each other hard. So I don't know where this could have happened. Like it was he... um, the press release. They read the press release. It was a really like vague way of him saying he was sick. Like he encountered a situation that wouldn't allow him to finish the race. Which is, is that what it was? And if, yeah, everything I've heard um, was just they were just like he just got sick. He was uh, once he once he got passed by Barsha, he was like it's it's not worth. Yeah, I mean those dudes were definitely wasting some energy going back yeah. and forth like they I were. Mean, I, I know we've talked about like we've seen races at the end where Eli's seemed winded on the podium and Kenny seemed winded on the podium after a heat race. Oh, yeah. Dude, Anderson on that heat race podium just second wind. Did. Yeah, yeah, the most. I, I, it has to be. I don't know. I don't think we could objectively measure that in yeah. after the fact. But he was just yeah, stuck well, in the air on the podium. Or on that the, podium, or called the podium, but on his heat race oh, interview yeah. for the win. 
there is so little doubt in my mind that the pace of these races has increased so much that some of these guys that have been doing it for like a really long time are definitely feeling the pressure of the guys below them. Like look at Sexton and Jalik Swole and, you know, Thrasher and shit. What's the other kid? Uh, Vohalan. Mm-hmm. They're all fast. They're all fast. Sexton, it just kind of out of nowhere. It was like he was born on a 450. Like he's yeah. got to have one of the quickest turnarounds for like, hey, 250 to 450, you know? And I remember seeing him at Loretta's last year. I think it was his 450 debut. And he looked good out there too. And it was like his first race. It looked like he'd been racing 450s for a long time. So when you're dealing with young kids and like I have to race younger kids too, like 16-year-old kids, man. And they have more energy during like the two or three hours that we're out on the track than I do all week. So like I can definitely feel it. Plus you got the altitude at Salt Lake City. That Yeah. And Anderson's one of the ones that have been the most vocal about the altitude messing with him last year. Um, oh, yeah. And this year going into it, like last weekend, he was in and out just so he didn't. Yeah didn't mess with him um oh yeah yeah i'm sure that's that's all you know and it's, you know hashtag deep field conversation you know it's he's he was what uh barsha finished in what position did barsha finish in seventh you know if he and anderson if they were really battling that hard at like seventh eighth position how many years ago were people battling that hard you know championship winners battling the heart of seventh, you know, for seventh place in the last round. Well, that's you know. what was it? The second 450 heat when the top six all finished within like three seconds of each other, mm-hmm. you know, like what, you know, that's the racing that I love to see. And I know most of our fans love to see, but at the same time, like it's gotta be hard on those guys when you're mm-hmm. doing main event pace during a heat and then, and hopefully you make it because if you have to go to the LCQ, now you have zero break, you know? Yeah. So I mean, track like that, there's not a lot of, not a lot of breaks for breathing either. No, maybe just the start cross where they're kind of crossing the start shoot. And even that was short. Yeah. Cause so. even some of those 180 turns, those weren't, there was a lot of action going on when they were in, when those guys were in battles, those guys were on each other in the ball turns even. So yeah, it was the place oh, to yeah. take but not the place where you got to take a breather. No, no. And then like, I think they only had one, one purpose built triple, you know, so that'll mm-hmm. give you a little bit. And then the start finish line, that's really all. It's really the only places that you had. If some, if you were battling with somebody where you could kind of, <sighs> all right, here we go again. You know, yeah. and even that finish line, man, the Hondas, the two fifties and the four fifties, except for Kenny. Um, you land you land the the start finish jump and they were all just holding their breath flying oh yeah watching those watching that the whole team go across those whoops you were like what is going on with these dudes they had rockets on their bikes man oh it was they were easily the fastest couple of guys through those whoops like they didn't even care yeah just full just pin it to win it. We're going every lap that they could. 
and making other guys look like fools going through there. It was pretty great. Hunter and Chase, it was both of them, or all three of them, were just oh yeah flying over those whoops. I'm sure Hunter, like Kenny, maybe had his moments, you know, like having fast times, but we never got to see him fly past someone. Like they weren't even moving. Yeah, (laughs) was it Jet when he passed Nichols? Was that what it was? Or no, Sexton? Was it Sexton? I can't remember which one. One of those. One of those red bikes. I can't remember. They just happened so many times. Yeah. Well, this like was, I think was, it was getting close to Cameron. Um, yeah. Whew. I think this was for the lead of the 250. Might have been one of the heats, but uh, they just landed and they were. So the first place guy was at the beginning of the whoops. They landed and they were at the end of the whoops before the. Uh, before the leader was even like three quarters of the way through the whoops, man. Yeah. Like, it was insane. It was every single time they were just flying. Um, Coda and- coming in clutch, telling me it was Sexton. That's, I tried cramming on my way home, man, to try to remember everything. And I can't. Well, I was, Thanks, been, Coda. I'm watching them again right now. And I was watching them this afternoon. And I can't remember which which pass was which because there were just so many Hondas passing people oh, on yeah. the whoops. Yeah, Mookie and AP were getting through there too. Both well, Mookie's always been pretty good at the whoops, and I feel like AP's whoop game has stepped up quite a bit this year too. Yeah. He, we haven't had we haven't seen him get haven't seen him get too uh too rowdy going on. But yeah, that was good. And this track you know, taking a look at it, it looked simple, but I think it was like a fast simple though. I think after this year, I know they had this track design built out, but there's been, there's numerous times every year where they build out a layout, but don't necessarily keep a a rhythm section the same way. Right. Yeah. So I think having sections like that long rhythm in this one, the Arlington, Dallas, whichever one you call it, three, that one rhythm after the whoops in Atlanta three, you look at them, they're so simple, but what Mm -hmm. they do is allow for just enough variation. And what I saw in this one was some of those, some of the jumps probably on the first half too, but the second half were just steep enough that you really had to get it perfectly. And there were guys plenty of times in this one, because it's long enough, you can watch them go to where there was, um, maybe right before or after one of the tables on the second half of it to where if they didn't get that landing just right, because it's just, it's it's short between each one. There weren't crazy high jumps. There wasn't anything odd. It was just jump, jump table, jump, jump table. Um, If they didn't get it right. And the other guy did all of a sudden they could go in to that gap between a jump and a table side by side or relatively side by side. But if the other guy got the angle right and the timing right on the landing, they came out at least a bike and a half ahead to make oh, yeah. it crazier into the next 180. And it was, um, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is going to be boring. But then all of a sudden you start seeing them do it because they got the jumps just right on the angle, just tricky enough that all of a sudden that rhythm section turned. There were plenty of times where they came in side by side and you didn't know who was going to come out in the head. Yeah. And those tables had little lips on the backside too, mm-hmm. which which will mess with you on the on the like the landing side when you're trying to bring it in like perfect, you know. Yeah. And that's uh all smoke or McIntyre. 
Marv looked better in the whoops. I agree. Marv has, well, me and Tiller were just talking about this too. Old AC's driving the struggle bus, but luckily he left left Marv off a couple stops before the end of the season. You know, Marv has really come back around in the last two or three races, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to see it. You know. Confidence will do that, man. You win a race and all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait, I forgot I can ride. Been doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a vet. Hundred percent. That's old uh old Coda talking about uh Sexton making up two seconds in one section. Uh, and he's going to post the clip in the discord. If you guys are on discord right now, hop on over there and see the clip that Coda's talking about. If you're not on the discord, jump on power to the ground podcast, Facebook page. Holy, and I just Jesse, watched it. Yeah. And Jesse has it, um, <laughs> pinned to the top. I can't throw it up on the screen. Otherwise YouTube will have a conniption dude. So this is nuts. I'll catch it after it's, it's, Wow. All right. I got to watch it. Yeah. You just, <laughs> everybody take a second. Right. Go watch it. He just. Uh, yeah, this is the one I was talking about. I was yes. having a hard time remembering that because I was sitting there looking. And I was like, no, wait. Like, when did Sexton pass Cooper? But then that was part of just why that race was exciting because they were having that back and forth for a minute. Um, oh, that was. Yeah. It was exactly like you described it. Cooper was far enough ahead, and Sexton just came in, landed that backside perfectly, and just flew through those whoops like he had rockets <laughs> on it. <laughs> he was almost looking like he was going fast enough to scare himself in that, dude. Like, you just see his butt all the way over the rear fender, like, oh, God, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like, I'm glad this isn't sand. Just, just oh, man. Jesse's oh, also going to hook you guys up that's not on the uh on the facebook he's gonna put the uh discord up on the website if you're not down with the book of faces so he's gonna throw a link up on there so jesse always looking out for the uh well we brought the jugs back dude so i guess everybody that listens to this is juggies dude it's not just me sean david and uh jesse's mom that i i can't quite remember her name but uh, yeah yeah we were telling you about the juggies from back in the day, man. That was great. But it's you know, uh, yeah, I forgot how many laps that Chase ended up uh ended up leading for that race. It, Chase was on fire, so man. He was, I knew he was good. I just forgot he, he led fourteen laps. Yeah. The whole time. He's gonna be a contender, man. Just as long as the sand sections quit. No more sand him. sections. <laughs> right. No more He'll get sections. It. I think his hopefully, biggest hopefully thing that is doesn't he, kill him in outdoors. But I think he's just fast, man. And sometimes he he doesn't check up quite enough. He just lets it ride. And he's still young too, man. So he he can take a couple shots like he did last year. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's so hard not to think that like it's well, it's, it's just so funny that of course the guy that's just going so fast and sending it and losing it is being trained by none other the guy than... that did the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like either their personalities just happen to work out and that's why they're working together. Or you're just like, I mean, I don't maybe, think maybe it's James's real philosophy is just to pin it, you know, pin it and see what happens. I don't think James is trying to teach chase that. I, I definitely think it's a thing of personality. Yeah. I don't like, how do you, there's a lot that goes into that, man. Like, Hey, just reach up in your brain and turn off every fear that you have. Click it into fourth and hold it. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I don't think it works like that. I'd be like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. There's me and Coda are on the same wavelength tonight, man. Can't wait to see Ferrandez and outdoor 450. It'd be crazy fast. Oh, yeah, I was just talking that. about that it's today, too. Discord. Yeah, that's uh, I feel the same way. I love Ferrandez outdoors. I love, I like the European style, like with Marv and Ferrandez, and then every once in a while you'll get uh, what's his name? Uh, rode this Ancy Ant Antacy. I can never Ancy. say his name. Yeah, yeah. You'll get him where he'll just catch that flow, man. And watching those European dudes, the way they can keep their rear tire on the ground, no matter what, mm. is awesome to watch. You're like, how Putting do you... It down through the pegs. Yeah. The wheel up, yeah. Like, make it look so easy. You're like, it's not. It's not <laughs> no. They're like, I'm just going to go through these crazy rollers where everybody else is kind of doubling and just kind of just do this the whole time. You know? Yeah. It'll be. It'll be oh. I can't wait. Can't wait to see that. Smoker McIntyre with the old hot take. Sexton will be fighting for a championship next year. So I put Sexton as a top three guy, most likely third. But I could definitely see him fighting for a championship. In Supercross? Possibly. You know, I was, at the beginning of the year, I was totally out on Sexton and Supercross this year. I was like, I know you were. Blowing smoke out. I was like, there's no way you don't just jump up into the 450s in this class and just start leading races and then all well, of a sudden he just goes and proves me about as wrong as i've ever been right um, he said hold my beer tiller yep it's like you're sitting on there talking on your internet show i'm gonna show you and that's what he did dude. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and i can't i'm not even gonna say well look he didn't finish the season you know with all the races he got hurt i don't care he he went faster in the races that he was in than i ever thought he was going to period so i i've got nothing oh I've got yeah nothing for him so, so he think, definitely he definitely think, did surprise me this year with Supercross, though. Yeah, he I think really Supercross, did. he's going to, um, yeah, if he doesn't get injured, um, like Coda said, I think uh, Supercross, after seeing him this year, if we can give the whole, if he doesn't get injured AC clause, then, yeah, I think he's going to be a oh, real yeah. contender. He's gonna, Or at least even if he's not a contender contender, he's going to be up in the top three enough he's, times that he's he, going to mess with the championship points. Yeah, and that's uh, Coda brought up a good point too with another young kid. Old Max Valhallen could go top Vahalen. three this year too. He yeah, uh, the two fifties. Yeah, depending on what. Um, well, no, not depending on what coast he's in. I think two fifty, whatever coast he's in, he's he's a reasonable top thirty. I mean, the speed he came out with this year and that accident he had. I think that was a freak accident. I don't think that was a dude. That was right in front of me. And I could not figure out how he did it. And I went back and watched it. Couldn't figure out how it happened. Like that, it was. It was. It was just a racing wreck, you know. Where it was that Murphy's Law thing. Like, oh, you're doing good here. Catch, mm-hmm. you know. Like that's. But the kids got speed. His dad had speed. You know, like I, I can see him coming out. I can see Chase. Doing real good in outdoors, though. Like going back to the 450s, I can definitely see Chase watching Chase last year in the outdoors on that 450, and being at a couple of the races to be able to watch it. Like, man, that kid's fast, dude. Yeah, he finished 60, 60 points off the lead 
Yeah. Last year, and was it? There were two races right off the gate where he got eight points one time and one point at yeah. Loretta Lens too. Yep. Like he was in the rest of the races, he was up there battling for it. So I think after after eighteen rounds, two bad ones and only being sixty points out for his first year in four fifties. It's not that's not bad yeah. at all. Dude, watching you know. him at Loretta's though, like I can't remember what happened. I think I think he dropped it in a corner. The mud race is obviously that's just a mud race. Yeah, but Loretta's yeah, Loretta's won. I can't. He was fast, and something happened, and I can't remember what it was. I could be completely misremembering though. No, it it's was like, the first moto of Loretta Lynn's won. He only got eight points. Yeah, something bit him. Yeah, I mean, but I remember watching first, him. first race on the 450s and outdoor to come back and still get a points bang spot. Oh yeah, after having an incident in your first moto in the mud. Yeah. Well, I don't think Loretta's one wasn't real muddy. It was hot that day, though. Oh, my gosh. I thought they were both muddy, and so one of them ended it, up drying out better. Oh, no, that first one. That was the first one you were at, right? It was. It got yeah. like muddier the day before or something, but like the day yeah. race, it was actually closer to normal. Because we were pulling out tr- a bunch of cars with tractors, dude. Like, yeah. And I was in my wife's MDX, and I just remember turning to her, and I'm like, when we come down next time, we're bringing the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I just going through the mud holes, just leaving it on the, just giving it the wood, man, just yeah. all the way down. Just, but yeah, there was oh, cars getting stuck through. everywhere. But it yeah. was, uh, it rained like the whole week before, and then it stopped like that day. But it was so hot and muggy. I remember thinking like it's early in the year why is it this freaking hot dude mm-hmm. but it was uh yeah so that one was a normal ish race besides being at loretta's but yeah it wasn't as muddy there that day because i remember you sending photos of the of the race when you where you were standing over the it was that section Just, where ac went down too wasn't that right where you were standing dude so many people wrecked in that section so it was they came it was just before the start finish where they had the chicane, but it was just over the tabletop going into the sand section where the little uh, swamp is on the other side or across the track from the creek. Mm-hmm. If you've been to Loretta's, then you might know where I'm talking about, but it's just before you get to like all the vendors and stuff like that. But it was, uh, so I was sitting there just because when I go down for amateur week, that's where I like to be because dudes are usually hauling it and you can see a lot of bike control going through that sand. So I like to stand there. But it's uh that and every once in a while you'll catch somebody that tucks the front wheel and ends up in the little swampy pond. So that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah, so it is uh that's that's where I was and it helps that that's where they put some grandstands at too, and I like to sit. <laughs> so Who doesn't? Who doesn't like to sit? And then uh so I was I was standing there, and then we had when I was at Iron Man last year, we were up on Godzilla, because mm-hmm. that's the best place to stand there. Oh, uh, see, so did we go over Dakota? The top five on four fifties. I don't believe you have. So we'll just we'll just touch on those because it was um, the two KTM's up front, the Web Muscan first and second. 
Chase Sexton, we already talked about him. He's pulling off a third. The final round's pretty exciting. And then fourth and fifth, the Yamahas of Dylan Frandis and then Malcolm Stewart, top five. And then honorable mention, the guy I've been impressed by maybe the most just in general this year, um, like on track and off track, Joey Sabachi. He did. Yeah. He he qualified really well last week, which qualified means what it means. Um, and then just had that one little slip up at the beginning of the race, and then charged hard through the through the pack at the end of it. But he, I think, off the cuff without like looking at stats, just gut wise, I think my favorite of the most improved group this year. Um, out of yeah, out of but- the. Not including he's, privateers, I think Savachi's been my most favorite to watch improve over the year. He's been a solid eleventh to eighth place, mm-hmm. I feel like, which isn't oh, bad. Has. That's a, I don't know if I had to give, which we'll go over all this when we do our our season review thing. His but if I was ten point eight, yeah, see, so like eleventh to eighth, it's uh, but it's um. My most improved would have to not just a rider, man. I'd have to give it to the whole star team. Like those dudes came out so wing in this season. They backed up all the talk. Yeah. It would have sucked if they didn't back up all the talk of the changeover, but every single one of them did. Um, well, even figure, when Brandis had his bad nights, he was like, no guys, I, I can still ride. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, a lot of his bad nights tonight were his own doing, though, where he would just get a little whiskey throttle or come in a little hot, like riding mm-hmm. it like it was still a 250, you know, keeping it all wound up. But it's... uh, Oh, yeah, all of his bad nights were his his right right hand's fault. Yeah. But it's... um, You figure two out of the three guys, which Mookie, we still don't know if he's going to come back and run for Yamaha next year. We were mm-hmm. talking about that today, too. That, that was only a, a one-season deal, not even a one-year deal. I mean... Supercross is done. Mookie's done. He's he's not on a blue bike as of right now. So it's uh figure both Plessinger and Ferrandez did great under that star program. So they're going almost back home, back to what they're used to. And I think it's really shown. You know, I mean, we just talked about Ferrandez having a couple off nights, but that's still a pretty big bike change, especially in Supercross, man. I mean, you're talking almost twice the bike. You're still the same size guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for him I mean, to come out on his first year in the 450 class in a team that's, I mean, same team for him, star team, but that's a new 450 program for them, right? Yeah. It's a unique bike. So it's, I mean, it's still an upgrade either way you look at it. And for him to finish seventh in the championship not bad no i mean he technically i mean you can say what you want about marvin's bad nights and off races and jason's bad night that gave him you know gave gave dylan seventh place he's finished above jason anderson 2018 supergrass champ and uh marvin muscan in the championship points yeah in his first year a world champion you know mark's a good rider man so yeah, I mean, well, and all three of those star guys, they all finished almost right on top of each other in the points, I think. Oh, they did. Yeah, because because of Anderson's bad night last night, they all finished um, fifth, sixth, and seventh with AP, Malcolm, and Dylan all within just under 30 points of each other. Yeah, like that's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. I 
I'm kind of interested when the last time that actually happened with a team where they all just kind of bloop, bloop, bloop. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at least their banquet's going to be quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's an exciting thing about them, too, is that how often do we get three person 450 teams? Yeah. You know, like when and we're talking all like of them to the, be the that factory equal. team, not like, yeah. you know, Red Bull and Rocky Mountain with like KTM riders. We're like, we're talking, yeah. we don't get three person teams that often, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, I, it, for them all to be equal and be racing against each other during like the seasons, like side by side, bar to bar, quite often. Like watching mm-hmm. Mookie and AP in Indy this year was awesome. I mean, obviously until Mookie wound it up in the in the whoops or whatever. But watching watching them all kind of battling back and forth there for a while was it was actually really cool to see, man. Because you can definitely tell that they know each other's tricks and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch, man. And I don't know if they're going to bring back a third person, but if they do decide to give Mookie another shot next year, I think it, it, the only way up or the only way to go is up. So I can't, I can't see it being bad. I mean, he gelled with that bike and that team pretty well. Yeah. It had to be, I mean, it's all going to be purely based off of financial data we'll, we'll never have access to. And it's all just speculation, you know, on our end. And, and that's the unfortunate part is, let's say, let's say the AP's gone, Jason Anderson in thing is true, right? No. If that's the case. You keep that blasphemy to yourself. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> if, that, if that were a thing to happen. Jason Anderson's not going to be cheap he might no. not be as expensive because you know obviously he's up at husky and and he might end up back at husky or whatever that thing but if they yeah. brought him in he's not going to be cheap or maybe it's a we don't bring mookie back for whatever but then also too if he really is super cross they don't need to make a decision for another at least six months you know yeah i mean that was the that was the exciting thing about um Mookie I remember these thoughts going through my head Saturday night watching him finish where he did you know knowing that he was going to be sixth in points I remember we were sitting there over the winter like seeing Mookie's posts every week like thinking like holy oh, cow yeah. like what model KX is that that he's riding that's not a new why bike is, you know why, why is, is he, he on, on a, a 2019 <laughs> yeah exactly like why is he on a KTM all of a sudden this week like he didn't have logos on he was literally out there he had he clearly had no idea what he was doing for the season yeah. And for him to come in out of nowhere and get sixth in points at the end of there uh, on a new team, on a bike he had no experience on, yeah. that's cool. You know? Um, yeah. And that's uh, – I see that happening again next year, to be honest with you. Another yeah. last-minute signing. Hey, something happened. We're short a Supercross guy. Would you come ride for us type of deal? Mm-hmm. You know? And hopefully it's with a good team. I want to see Mookie do well. But yeah, I think after putting out a year like this, he's at least got one more shot at doing that with some team somewhere. Um, obviously, depending on what team that is, depends on whether or not it happens again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's not, obviously he's not doing outdoors, whatever outdoors testing they did with him, um, they, they, they all just decided it's not. We're not doing it, 
you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think his best chance at doing this two more times is coming back to star again next year. Um, but I, I definitely, I'm with you on that. I think he's going to, he's going to have a super cross deal a lot easier this year than he did last year. Um, but hopefully we'll see. It's hard. I mean, unless you're looking at like a specific team, like, uh, Brayton's team and stuff like that, that's super cross only or MCR. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's hard to soak up that part of your, your salary just on a half season guy, man. Like it, it's hard. That's a tough decision. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't, like I said, there's a lot of financial stuff about it that we could speculate on too, but I imagine that part of the attractiveness to Mookie is it's Mookie. He doesn't maybe command the kind of salary because he knows he's only super cross, right? So, like, we'll I don't say know. half to three quarters or whatever, but, you know, he's also got his own money. You yeah. know, I think I think there's a lot of factors in play where he maybe may not demand quite the the salary that we think a guy on like just because he's super cross only would yeah. would demand with those kind of results. And I don't know. He seems really humble in that sense too, where he's like, you know, well, it's not really him; it's his dad. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, Big James. I could definitely see Big James pushing on it that way too. But you know, I think at the end of the day, there's kind of a well, would we rather see him not racing because we were too stuck yeah. up to not take up any salary or any pay structure, assuming it is yeah. salary? Um, and I don't see Big James letting that happen anyway. I'd imagine he'd go, he'd figure something out. I mean, that dude knows this industry really well. Yeah. You know? Well, I so. would have said that, but it seemed like it was, it was damn near midnight when the star thing happened this year. I would have yeah. figured that if Big James was going to, you know, pull some triggers to make something happen before then, it would have been, yeah, well before. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, like Smoker said, maybe um, Mookie doesn't come back and turns into the fishing thing. You know, I think that's why he he doesn't. I mean, he's been really open about not enjoying not doing outdoors because he likes doing other stuff. You know. Um, well, you also he got, can't remember he failed to hydrate properly and went into kidney failure from heat stroke mm-hmm. a couple of years back. And I think that's the big reason why he doesn't, you know, doesn't like it. And if you've ever had been a heat casualty, then, you know, it, it really sucks. Like it really messes with you. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't a hundred percent blame him for that, but I mean, I like fishing too, but I like racing more. So, that's, well, I'll put a, my dirt bike on the back of the bike. Used to do both. Yeah, I race don't make time. money racing. I just spend money to race. So yeah. that's <laughs> it's and I spend minus the machine, man. I probably spend about as much money on my fish stuff too. So it's uh mm-hmm. like on a week to week basis, you know. So it's I, I don't know. I can see it. I Mookie's fast and I like watching him race, man. So I really want to see him do outdoors. I want to see him give it one more shot. I really want to see him. I want to see him go for like a whole, a whole year. You know, I enjoyed watching him when he was racing two fifties outdoors. He's, he's good at outdoors. Just as long as he mm-hmm. has the fitness, you know? So I think if this were any other year, you know, not, not no COVID issues, I think he'd, He'd do. He'd be on the Brayton program this year, no doubt. Stay yeah. super CrossFit, 
do the Brayton program, come back and he'd be way more, you know, way more ready to, to jump back in and do a supercross deal with somebody next year. And it'd be, it'd be good to go. He'd get the, the best of both worlds. He'd be like, screw outdoors. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not, that's just not me. It's not what I do. Um, yeah. And, and rock and roll. I just, I, I hope he gets a chance to say, to prove that he's can at least do this again. Yeah. Or see if he can get better. Cause at the end of the day, he comes back next year. He gets anywhere from fifth to eighth in points at the end of the championship next year. Oh yeah. That's fine. You were fifth to eighth in championship points in, in, uh, supercross. Yeah. That's nothing to like cry about, you know, and for him to do that is honestly way better than I ever thought he would have been years ago when he was just James's little brother. Shit. Last year when he was still racing for MCR, man, that yeah. dude, that dude couldn't put a full race together. It seemed like, you know, and like I said, I, I mean, I just want to see him do good. I, I really enjoy his personality. I enjoy his riding style, you know, I think he's good for the sport. Like, you know, you said his personality. I think he's great for the sport. I mean, that's oh, yeah. a, uh, you know, somehow, um, Amy, this is her first year watching it and she's fallen in love with, with Mookie as a personality in the sport. Just loves. Dude, cheering so for does him my and, wife. Yeah. Just it's got, you know, we need personalities like his, uh, you know, hanging out in the sport for some of the new people. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's, I mean, he's definitely a fun guy. Like I said, I, I just want to see him race or try outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. not, not even a full season, man. I just, I just want to see it. Let's get him Pastrana and Sipes all lined up together. <laughs> oh, Doing yeah. that one twenty five all-star race, bro. Let's get it done. Oh, that would be awesome. At least if he did some of those, that would be neat. See his, see his big ass out there doing the one twenty five. That would be good. Oh yeah. That would That's, be uh, good. The first time I ran into um, Pastrana, I didn't realize he was as big as what he was, man. He's a he's a tall, lanky guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So four fifties. I had two things that I kind of wanted to touch on. If we can kind of yeah. touch on them without going down the rabbit hole, is there anything you wanted to touch on on the four fifties? Uh. No, I was going to get into 450s, but not Supercross. Um, the mm. Hoosier was this weekend. so. Okay. Well, we can jump it out. We'll save both of these maybe for deep dives in the 450 uh, review, the season yeah. review we do. Yeah. But after watching this race, keep it this first question, keep it as short as you want to, knowing that we can talk about it later. But I was 50-50 on this question going back and forth every day, every time I talk about it. But after you're watching this race, did Kenny lose this championship? Or did Cooper beat Kenny? Trick question. The answer goes both ways, Dan. It's like a good prom date. <laughs> So I think it's a combination. I think Cooper is hungry. We all know that Cooper is hungry. Cooper just wants to win. Mm-hmm. Cooper doesn't care about anything else. Kenny 
wants to win, but I think he wants to be having played both sides of the fence. I think he wants to be healthy more than he wants to win. Mm-hmm. So he is not willing to take the same risks, say Cooper or almost anybody else is willing to take. So I think it was, I think it was a trick question, man. It, it, you can work that answer out either way. Okay. No, that's, that's, and that's a totally acceptable answer. It doesn't have to be a black or white one or the other. Um, yeah. I, it also helps to know that I'm not crazy and arguing with myself about it every <laughs> other day. Um, because yeah, I mean, oh, like yeah. I said, we can, we can deep dive into it with examples of why later, but, um, yeah, it, it wasn't until this race. And even now that I'm thinking about it too, again, it was uh, after watching that race, I was really starting to lean one way more than the other for the first time. And yeah, you know, and then listening to your explanation, I was like, no, nah, it's, it's probably maybe closer to a 50 50 than it was definitely one or the other, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I would then, probably do like 65, 35 type deal. And Cooper's just hungry, man. Mm-hmm. I think Cooper would have done, did whatever he had to do to win. Yeah. Um, and, and then that, and using this race as any sort of deciding factor is kind of hard because of all the circumstances about like, there's not another one, you know, it's yeah. kind of hard to use it as a thing, which leads to my next thing. Eli? You mean Lito? Do we, we just say it was the last race? Nothing, nothing else. It didn't, it didn't matter. And we got what we got. I mean, I think it, I think it's totally fair to say that like, it's hard to use this as a judge for, for Eli in like, this wasn't like encapsulating his season and the performance we saw. It was, it was the last race. Nothing mattered. And maybe, maybe it is what it is. I think, I think someone could ar- use it to argue, you know, that, ah, this was Eli all season and you know, this is what we got. But I could also would sit all day and listen to someone saying like, it was the last race. Like, why, why, why would he, you know, once he realized he wasn't getting paid for a podium boat, it's like, I doubt there's anything in his contract that says anything about fourth through 22nd. Mm, I don't know with him. It's hard. Because Eli has stuff going on in his head that nobody else knows about, and it's not like he's very open to the media in general, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, Jesse did bring up a, a good thing, you know. Like Eli and Roxon are still friends; they still travel together. They both got young families. They both, I mean, they both got the, the daddy life going on this year. And I, I'll stand, yeah, on like positive, negative, however you want to look at it. I think that daddy life for both of them is affecting them at the same time in a similar way, but also in a different way for affecting their motivations, affecting their training. I'll stand a hundred percent behind like that. If a guy like Eli really was 110% monster having a baby and then also having another one on the way now, it changes the man. Like (laughs) it changes the guy, which we've seen with Kenny. Like, I think that's pretty apparent that he's just, a changed person, but then it can, it's an easy way for a guy that maybe, you know, if Tomek is a hundred or hundred two percent, whatever you want to say his, his top is, yeah, that it's an easy, just kind of like, well, we can just kind of crank it down one or two. The thing is, is both of those guys can crank it down and still be in the top three at the end well, of the and, year. And yeah. And for you the know? most part, they, they are. And uh, you know, I'm just saying like, I, I think yeah. maybe stuff cool. has a lot more to do than most people want to talk about. And I guess 
they're not going to talk about it on the broadcast because nobody on the broadcast wants to say like, ah, being a father kills your chances of. Yeah. <laughs> so know? Tomac isn't winning the championship this year because he had to change a shitty diaper and he got peed on. It took him completely out of the game. You it know? might be a like, new way for it to do like sex ed most yeah. cross fans. I don't know. Just oh, yeah. Birth control. You'll never be Tomac. <laughs> right. <laughs> Smoker does bring up a good point with the the wrists. Uh, I do know Kenny rides those Mogus on both of his both of his wrists, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it could, I, I mean, it very well could, especially the if you listen we'll to know. the. Yeah, especially if you listen to the. Well, I'm gonna know here shortly, you know. But it's uh, if you listen to Rhino, hundred percent. But the human body's weird, man. It's amazing what you can get used to. Mm-hmm. So. To a point, I would say maybe possibly it's a good chance, but to say outright yes or no, I, I can't do that because we don't know how well Roxon is at kind of adjusting to stuff like that, you know, and we don't know how he likes those set up either. Does he like them kind of loose just so that it, his wrists don't snap all the way back? Does he like them tight to where he's moving like a robot? Like, I don't know. Like I've tried those braces on. I've, I'm not going to wear them, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'd rather just go a little softer than have to deal with one of those. But I'm also not a professional dirt bike racer. I am a wish I could quad racer. So it's uh, there's a big difference in how much he can ride with them to get used to them, you know, and the speeds and, and all that. And how restrictive it is, or yeah, like you said, how restrictive it is or isn't. I, I until until he sits down with Oprah and does a tell-all, you know, once once he's finally done, I don't think we'll ever get the answer from him, the true answer from him about his physical restrictions from these injuries. I think part of the reason why this race was more exciting to us is because I think he he does have some sort of mental block. Yeah. Not necessarily to go into like Cooper's in his head, but just mental block of I almost had my career destroyed twice by arm injuries. Yeah. I'm going to be just naturally a little apprehensive to riding aggressively. Um, I think, I think there it's his wrist injuries have affected him more mentally and how he rides than his actual, maybe his actual, like how he physically can ride, but I don't know. That's uh, I have a very, it's a in the same ballpark type injury that he he had with his wrists and i can tell you the nerve pain just comes on random as shit and it sucks so i would imagine maybe there's some remnants of that because there's no like dictation on how long nerve injuries last i mean some of them could last the rest of your life Mm -hmm. you know so it's i mean if he has something like that i mean you can imagine just like an ice an ice pit going through your palm at the same time another guy's shoving one right up your armpit dude so and it happens like i can reach out for that bottle 10 times and one of those 10 times i'll get that pain you know so it's and it maybe it has something to do with that too you know i mean like you said we don't know the extent that those injuries actually were we know that it laid him up for a while and he came back different you know could he have some lasting nerve damage or a nerve injury that is causing it i mean he very well could and maybe that's why we see him flash in the pan and then chill out too because like 
I'm pretty decent with pain, man. And that stuff will stop me in my tracks. So if, if he's trying to ride supercross and that's happening, he's 10 times more of a dude than I am, mm. <laughs> you know, like, but I could see where he would slow down and not want to touch anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it's just one of those things where we gotta, you gotta recognize that there's a chance. There's yeah. just enough of a chance of something like that could be affecting him and, Especially, I don't know why he wouldn't say it, but there's a chance he's not. He's dealing with it, and he's not telling anybody about it, and that's just. Well, he's still got sponsors and contracts to sign, you know. Mm. Especially with how some of these guys ride, you know. I mean, you got your elbows, your elbows out, and stuff like that, and you take a decent shot to one of your elbows, man. All those nerves run right through there. So, I mean, if it could be, I'm not making excuses for him by any means. I want to know just as much as the next guy, but I'm just kind of speculating, being in almost i'm in the same category of break as he is you Mm -hmm. know like through the same area and just dealing with what i'm dealing with and what i have in the past on some some of my other injuries like i could definitely see where there's especially if he doesn't have enough time to actually heal properly you know i mean let's take eight weeks off and then go train 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 you know so i don't know like i said it's not an excuse it's just could be, but if he ever does do that Oprah episode, man, you're gonna have to give me the cliff notes because I'm not an Oprah <laughs> fan. So, <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, I think to your point is like you're you're providing enough of a what if reasonability that which is the th- kind of things that, that I like to put out there in general for that. Like all you got to do is realize, like, talk to one other person that's in a similar enough boat to realize that, like maybe that chance of like it, something being there is just enough of a, Oh makes yeah. It easier to comprehend and be like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's actually not that kind of a crazy thing that like Doug, the relatively like much more like average human being to me than, than Ken rocks in the motocross alien. <laughs> right. Um, you know, yeah. he's like, Oh, okay. Like I totally get, you know, it's starting to seem oh, a little yeah. more reasonable to me. Yeah. And that's, that's the shitty thing with nerves. If it, if it is, is it doesn't take much, man, like to hurt one of those things. Like mm-hmm. I hurt mine after my injury, literally by just kind of bending over to pick up a water bottle. And that was after my injury. So it could have been something like that where maybe he just got on the bike too soon and something happened, you know, all it just takes a split second, you know, and it yeah. not a lot of pressure. So who knows? And when I, went to the doctor like hey like this is happening up here and this is happening under here and she's like oh yeah that's your uh i think she said it was the median nerve and just try to ice it when you can there's not much we can do about it so like and that was literally from me just picking up a water bottle so it's and that's three weeks after my surgery i got the shit kicked out of me by a 32 ounce water bottle man you know so who knows man like and I don't think we're ever going to know, you know, it is just speculations and what ifs, but that's another thing to, to keep in your mind, you know? And then it's at the end of the day, it's still, you hear these guys talk all the time. Like, yeah, I was just going and like a rock bounced off the plate in my collarbone, you know, like what the fuck, man? Like, ow, dude, <laughs> you know, like now I see why you slowed down a couple seconds on that lap, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens, man. And it, 
I'd imagine a lot of our racer or a lot of our listeners do ride. They have had injuries, you know, like smoker just said, like he's broken his collarbone. That's not a fun break either, you know, and it's, it happens and it's, it does kind of hang out in your head when you do go back to the track, you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Especially if you, if you have to race the same place and the same rhythm that you messed yourself up that bad. Like it's going to be in your head, dude. Or you're on the inside in a 180 corner on the inside <laughs> yeah. of the guy who literally broke your was arm in his wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, last time, like I, I don't think people are giving that situation enough credit sometimes. Or maybe they are, and they're just, you know, whatever. Playing it's just it like off. you said, yeah. it's one of those things. Until you're, until you've had something similar, like you can't even comprehend what that is. I still think that there's, I mean, that's a, a gnarly place to be in. Like, a, it happened. Like that had to hurt, like just unbelievably, oh, yeah. right? And so you're dealing with that, the pain, all the after effects of afterwards of like I may never race again, all that stuff. That's just not something you you know go to a yoga session and wipe out of your brain if you are please let me know how you do that yeah because i'll, I'll <laughs> sign up for a class yeah like I got some front tire issues i need to wipe away <laughs> right yeah like so i mean i don't know it's hard it, 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 we're diving a lot deeper into it but i think this is a good conversation because he did fade off so fast i mean he was up there and then he mm-hmm wasn't multiple yeah, it's times not like this the year. only time he did it you know yeah. kind of this year he didn't have a lot of times with it but it happened and like i said it's it's not a perfect it, perfect one to go off of because it's the last race and once you realize that he wasn't um he wasn't gonna win to even give cooper the opportunity to finish 19th or worse then you know it's like well i'm just I mean, gonna we talked about it last week too, man. Like for Cooper not to finish in the top nineteen, there's some crazy shit that has to happen. Yeah, yeah. you know it's funny. They were. Um, I was listening to Mathis and JT and we each talk about it today, and I didn't even notice, not having to go back and look at it. But they were all um, talking about because it, it just done one of those erasable pods on the 2017 Vegas incident with the bunching and Eli and Dungey and Mathis was like, Oh yeah, man, I think I think I saw Roxon, you know, doing some bunching trying to get Webb and I was laughing at it. Cause I mean, that's if, if Roxon's in first place and he's trying his hardest, like that is literally the only thing he can do yeah. to, to make it, uh, to do something is to hopefully he does a little bit of bunching and gets aggressive with Webb. And, you know, like I've watched it right now and they're, one of these corners where Webb's on the inside or the outside, maybe he does something and takes Webb out. And that's his, his that is the, his only hope at winning oh, this yeah. championship is to literally <laughs> take Webb off the track and hope he gets 19. Yeah. Dollars, you know, and I don't, I don't see Roxon as being that guy anyway. No, I, it def- it's definitely not. I think he was a aggr- he was aggressive tonight as he's going to be probably for a long time. Yeah. Um, it was great to watch him in that heat race though, man, he was getting it and mm-hmm. he was ready to throw down. And then somewhere he lost that feeling, but he just, he just couldn't, couldn't bring it. But yeah, I mean, that was, it was a great night of racing. All things considered, it it looked like it had chances of being one of the most boring ones. Um, Oh yeah. Every, everything, the, the finish Marv riding great again, the action with Sexton 
you know, making it up from, you know, he's fourth here a couple laps in, makes it around all three of them to get up lead. The, the Barsha Anderson stuff was exciting. What they did show on camera. That was, that was great. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good night. It was a good night of racing. Um, oh yeah. But I think, yeah. I think, uh, without going too much, too much further deeper into to review territory, let's touch on some, some GNC. See? Yeah. Yeah. So, in case you guys didn't know, on the Discord, if I have the ability to, on both Saturdays and Sundays, for the GNCC race, we have a whole section called The Races, where we will either do a couch cross style with uh, like Supercross and Motocross coming up, or what I like to do, because I'm a big cross-country guy, is I will stream the GNCC race to that site or to that room and then sit there and talk to whoever wants to show up because I love GNCC and cross country racing just as much as I do supercross and motocross, if not, maybe a touch more. Um, but without too much further ado for the inaugural Hoosier race in Crawfordsville, Indiana round six of the GNCC ATV PM overall top five. We had Bryson Neal coming in first place out of Bidwell, Ohio, knocking off the one and only Walker Fowler, who came in second place out of Rogers, Ohio. Now, Walker Fowler is a machine. Like we talk about how Webb is a machine, but Walker Fowler is like the kind of guy where he sh- you show up to the track and then he pulls in and you're like, oh shit, Walker's here. You know? Oh, like, he's a, well, he's quads. Did you say this was quads? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is quads. This is quads. Okay. I didn't hear yep. you. Quads. Yep. ATV PM uh, overall. In third place, we had the rookie sensation out of Newfield, New York, Hunter Hart. In fourth place, out of Edinburgh, PA, we had Cole Richardson. And out of fifth place, at a Wax Hall, North Carolina, John Galata Jr. Now for bikes, bike PM. Your top five overall, you had Stu Baylor out of Hodges, South Carolina, came in first place. Ben Kelly came in second place out of Harwinton, Connecticut. Uh, Third place, we had Lane Michael out of Boonfield, North Carolina. Fourth place, we had Thad Duvall out of Williamstown, West Virginia. And fifth place, we had Jordan Ashburn out of Livingston, Tennessee. Now, Fun thing about this race was Kelly and Baylor were going at it for what felt like two hours back and forth. And then Jordan Ashburn actually wrecked like halfway through and fell back like out of points and ended up battling back to get a fifth place. But the track was awesome. I kind of wish that I had the ability to get there. So We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe the next one. So you said this one used the term inaugural. They've never had a GNCC at this particular track. You said Crawfordsville. Uh, That's where Ironman is, right? Yeah. So they have the Ironman GNCC, which is typically the last race of the year. This is the inaugural Hoosier GNCC, which they just added at the beginning of this year. So they'll be racing at Crawfordsville, Indiana, twice, and so hopefully it's the same track or just in no, the same city it's in the so it's still at iron man it's still okay. at it's still at the pro mx track but it's a 
different track within that facility. So that's a big facility then. Oh, it's massive. If it's got enough room for two separate, relatively separate GNCC yeah. tracks inside of it, that is that's insane. I didn't realize that, I, that it was that big of a place. Bro, it's huge. I remember, cause I think last year was the first time I realized that they had the Iron Man GNCC, or GNCC, oh, yeah. so many Cs, um, at the same track as you know, Iron Man Outdoor National. And oh, yeah. when I started looking into it, I said, you know, okay, this is this is no joke. And then to think now that they've got two that they can house at the same facility. That's I mean, intense. they are some overlaps. Now, the Hoosier, they don't run the Pro Hill mm-hmm. um, because they don't want to get it super torn up before the Iron Man. And that one's called Iron Man Hill. You know, so they... and. That hill is crazy. You'll have to bring the old GS up, man. <laughs> that sounds like a hell of a hill for the, for the old oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, just leave her in second and let her pin out. Dude, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping that my wrist is healed up because I'll be, uh, I'm going to, old Wayne Merrill, Merrill's mounts, send me over a, uh, a quad mount and I'm going to see if my buddy, Brandon Carter, wants to go with me. He's got one of those Merrill mounts also. And uh, we're going to throw it on there, and hopefully my my wrist is good enough. Go out there and try to rip some laps, dude, and not die. So. Yeah. <laughs> just pin it, see what happens. Pin it just that's, enough. Uh, David brought up a good point going back to 450s, though. Cooper didn't uh, care about the managing of the championship on Saturday night. I, I mean, well, is that, I wonder if you mean it's like in a good way or a bad way, because I definitely, I wouldn't think that Webb was the kind of guy to just let it ride. Right. Um, nah. and like, just take it easy, you know, say if like he just got one of a terrible start, unlikely uncharacteristically for him if he would have just ridden in 15th place and just kind of let it happen. But I, I also probably wouldn't have put money that he was going to battle like he did to take home first place. I was oh, impressed. Yeah. Oh, so there he says he went for it. Yeah. Well, he even I, said in the press conference, he's like, I got here today and I was thinking about just hanging back and just winning the championship. He's like, and then I felt good and I felt like I wanted to win. So I went out and won. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. I don't think I would expect anything less from you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, I felt bad that I didn't, that I didn't think that that's a thing that he would do. You know, I, yeah, I would have figured he would just, and, but I'm a more of a play it safe kind of guy. And that kind of thing to where like maybe I'd casually battle up to like fifth or eighth, you know, to like show that I'm not riding in 15th when I'm the championship winner. Cause I don't want to be that guy, but I also don't want to be the guy that even though we're a month away ruins my chances of not showing up for outdoors. And yeah. also admittedly, I wouldn't want to end up in a hospital instead of my championship party. Yeah. True. That's uh, not, that's where my head would be at. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm even gonna be ashamed about that. I'd rather, I'd rather be drinking with my buddies than yeah. in the hospital because I made a dumb move that I didn't have to make. Depends on how cool your buddies are and how good they are at sneaking in a little bush latte, dude, into the ER, man. 
Oh, this is true. That could also make for an interesting championship party. <laughs> right. Might be easier in 2019, but <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Smoker, if you could hit me up with some uh, information about the Takata Enduro. I uh, spent the last probably close to a decade out in Los Angeles, and I went to a lot of races out there and raced in a lot of the races out there. Um, I'm. It sounds very familiar. I, I very well could have could have ran in that one uh but if you could hit me up with some uh some information on it and kind of uh jump start my memory i i travel a lot for work so i might i try to travel with cool races like i try to be in places that have cool races going on like that weekend uh so that i can hit up some races and get some work done uh throughout the week because why not you know so let us uh, hit us up with some of the information for that. And I, like I said, I'm, I might have already been there, but I'm, I'll go back. I love Enduros. So I just watched the, the one section where they had, where AP and uh, Dylan Fernandez were side by side through that long rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And they were just perfectly side by side through the whole way, but then they changed up their speed a little bit, entry into that corner and then had the different lines come out of it into the next one. I mean, it just, it didn't look like it was going to provide, you know, action like that. And to see two guys literally handle grip to handle grip, same team, just side oh, yeah. by side like that. Oh, so exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, and we so got to GNCC, see that a lot this year with those guys. Yeah. So the GNCC, that was the Saturday ride. Saturdays right? are ATVs. So mm-hmm. Saturdays during GNCC is all ATVs. And Sunday is bikes. So okay, they actually so then, a whole weekend. So you and you already you already went over the the bike results because you were talking about um, Stu, right? Yep. Also then, so then quick. I know it's way more complicated than we probably got time for, but a quick rundown of I know it took me a minute to catch it the way they phrased the overall winners and everything for the 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 time that Sipes and Pastrana ran. But give the what's what's the rundown on the way that session started where Sipes and Pastrata won. Cause I know like Ryder was asking about it earlier in the discord. I don't, I don't know the differences about the different sessions and how many, like that one they ran in had way more classes obviously than just theirs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually between like 10 and 15 classes, sometimes more. So I, I haven't looked up exactly what class they ran in, but I believe it was either trail rider or sportsman. I think mm-hmm. they ran in Sportsman, which is a non-series points. It's kind of like if you just want to show up, pay your entry fee, and race for like an hour and a half to three hours, or not even race, just ride around on the trails with everybody else, mm-hmm. that's the class for you, man. Like You don't have to be good at it. Just as long as you know how your brakes work, how to twist the throttle, and how to use the clutch, you can show up and race. Um, you got to have, obviously, a helmet, gloves, uh, they prefer if you have long sleeves, uh, but a lot of guys, even on the trail, they'll pull them up, you know, um, long pants and boots that cover the ankle, man. And uh, AMA competition card, and you can show up and race any GNCC. So it's uh, in the morning is what they typically call the the amateurs, even though everyone that races GMCC under the AMA is considered an amateur. Um but they'll have what's considered the amateurs of that series, which is anywhere from 10 to 18 classes that all run 
I believe they run an hour and a half. Um, so it's, and there's some badass dudes that run that like that. Uh, what's her name? Becca, Becca, the, the lady that won the, uh, overall for the morning. Yeah. She's, uh, dude, she's fast, man. Like I've watched her race a couple times and she's fast dude. So, I mean, she beats Sipes and Pastrana for the overall, you know, I mean, granted it's, uh, I did send, Jesse, if you're still listening, I sent a couple of videos to the Instagram of Pastrana just completely eating it. Um, so he tried to do a seat bounce, a creek jump. Oh, I saw that one. I, I had didn't to watch that make three it. times before I realized yeah. what he was doing. I was like, what just yeah. happened there? Holy cow, that was nuts. The fact that he came around, saw that, and was like, I'm going to do this really fast. Well, it's Pastrana. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that wasn't his first lap of trying it, but. Man. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it, it kind of goes down like that. It's um, they have some right down in your area. They actually just ran oh, yeah, it like got, big bore and stuff like that, which just down there. Um, yeah, they've got I think two more coming up, and that was uh, I got when you sent me the schedule. I got really disappointed because all the every weekend that they're here in the area, I think I'm out of town or I have something going on. I was really disappointed. Well, let's shoot for next year, man. Except for the one in, I think there's one in like Piedmont, North Carolina area that I think I'm actually here for but it was just far enough away and you weren't gonna i think that was one you said you weren't going to um Uh, well i've already i've already given away my time (laughs) for that weekend uh let's shoot for one next year man i'll I'll bring the quad down down. i'll try to talk some of my buddies into it and uh let's make a weekend out of it and invite any of our juggies and try to talk jesse into going i'm trying to talk jesse into running the noah series the nyoa out of new york trying to talk him into going up there I think I think him and David would have a good time just listening to Jesse talk about how they how they ride and stuff like that. So be the way to do it. So then on the on I'm trying to pull this. Oh my goodness, they have so many results on their website to try to even look at. So the yeah, so the I think where I was getting confused and Ryder was getting confused was they made it sound like they were saying Becca won the overall in that like session. Like she didn't have the weekend overall. No. Right? It was no. the overall in either the session or the she was in the same class. Yeah, that the um, morning session. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because it was really yeah. confusing. It made it sound like I got excited. I said, "Oh, that's awesome that a woman won the overall at yeah. the Hoosier." Because they didn't mention the class in any of the posts. They were just oh, like, "Oh, yeah. she had the overall," and then you know, followed behind by Sipes and Pastrana, and it was a little confusing. Yeah. No, it's uh. So they do run. It's usually the little kids. And then the micros and then the morning race, which is all adults. Well, I think it's like 13 and up or 16 and up, something like that. And then the afternoon is the one that's always televised. And that's, you're like, your pros, your B class guys, A class guys, XC2 and XC1. So, but those dudes they go so fast through the woods. You're like, do you just like teleport through trees? Like, are you the flash? Do you just like phase through them? <laughs> you know, like how do you yeah. ride so fast, man? But it's, He's, uh, uh, he was in sportsman. A yeah. Sportsman. Yeah. Yeah. We were right on that one. Yeah. Weird. Hey, There's so many, Holy cow. Just this one sheet. Of, oh yeah. You guys weren't joking. You're talking about entries on this being insane this year. This is just it's not even this part year. Of the bikes list. 
So I think their average entries last year was somewhere around like 2,100 at almost every race. It was crazy. Like there's so many people. There was more people at Ironman for GNCC last year than there was for the Pro National. It'd be, I wish they'd... Uh, do you remember why they canceled Steel Creek? Uh, an EPA issue is what oh, I that's heard. Right. I remember you said that, yeah. Because I, I just signed up for uh, another foot race down there in September, and I was thinking again, I couldn't remember why you said they canceled that, that race, and yeah, it starts it, at that campground. Yeah, it's uh, it had to do with the creek that ran through, getting too disturbed by everybody racing it. Because they used to have an sense. awesome creek jump, but not everybody hits the jumps. you mm-hmm. know. So then you still get probably half the guys more than half the guys in the morning and half the guys throughout the whole rest of the day it's that's uh not jumping the creek but going through it and i guess it was causing too much environmental impact so i could see people in that area being concerned for that reason there's yeah a, it's a it's an interesting area where it comes off of the mountain mm-hmm. um down yeah, there it's in, in pretty far zone. upstream lay of from, that land uh, area yeah yeah. So it's uh, at least that's the reason that I heard it. Uh, it was a combination of that and the owner just getting old and not really wanting to do it anymore. Those were the two reasons that I heard. So could see that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got to get out to one though. It's a good time, man. They always yeah, I always wanted food. to go. I've always wanted to jump on the bike and go hang out at one of them, but I just never, I never, yeah. made, like you said, there's, there's plenty of them that are within like, or there had been always, there's always plenty of them within like two to three hours of me, which is, Oh yeah, you know, no reason to jump on the bike in the morning and not go ride and hang out at them. Yeah, and that's I'm always down to go out and make a fool out of myself. So we'll pick one, man. We got to try to talk Jesse into coming down to one too. I'll race Saturday. He can race Sunday. We'll, we'll call it, it good. High five. I don't know some of the tracks. I wouldn't take the old GS out on, but no, 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 no. no. If you're feeling froggy, dude, I'll pit for you, dude. It's cool. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll have a WR by then. That's the next. That's the next thing on the purchase. I want to join Jesse. Not an orange WR. one. Not an orange one. I brought this fancy orange sprocket just for you. And then you're talking about going blue. I don't. Jeez. I don't know. If I was going two stroke, I would. I've just always had a a secret heart on for WRs, man. Not gonna lie. They just are kind of nice bikes, dude. I like ever. All of them, the old even the 426 man. Um, so I embarrass myself trying to kickstart one of those too many times, but yeah, the WRs I've always loved them. My biggest hidden gem for bikes that most people don't like are DRZs. It's like I used to do a lot of desert stuff, man, and I loved the heavy ass DRZ in the desert. Dude, yeah, even the 400s. I mean, if you want a, a bike that you can ride the piss out of and put a little bit of money into and never have to like do oh, any yeah. real hard maintenance on it get a drz oh yeah that thing never died i had to kick it because it's a suzuki and mm-hmm. of course i'm short so i'd have to like find rocks or roll down a hill and kick it the worst was when it would flood out and you have to like tip it all the way over on its side for like four or five seconds and then try it again <laughs> but drz problems man but then yeah. i switched back over to yamaha's with the old pusher button start but yeah i love that drz i got a lot of really good miles out of it out in the desert you still man. have fun with a great drz 400 man they got electric mm-hmm. starts on those just put a little bit of money into the suspension because those stock ones are soft. oh yeah soft. yeah the new oh. drz's have them that's uh i had one of the old ones where it wasn't like the sm or the e or anything like that mm-hmm. but it was just the straight drz 400 man there was no frills on it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, those are those are good bikes, but yeah, I'd, yeah. Next next thing on the list, grab a WR so I can go do some uh, off road stuff. You got it in my head, man. Let's Every do. time I go out and run thirty miles, I'm like, you mean I could just I could get the same workout by riding a motorcycle for this long? Weird. And then you're gonna end <laughs> up in mountain bikes, bro. And then you're gonna start spending money. Uh, mountain biking is a lot of fun, though. I love it. Uh, man. Mountain biking, yeah. Mountain biking would seem like the the middle jump between the two but i don't th- i can't i can't afford i can't i can't do all 30 yeah i can't i'll stick with the the running and then and then the the motorcycle stuff and then we'll just we'll call it a day <laughs> maybe, That's maybe a... one day if i end up making a lot more money i can throw mountain biking into the mix david's got a good bike the old ktm 500 oh man that's uh even even that hurts my ones, shoulders right? just thinking about it, man. Just uh, uh. those things hauled though, and they they felt good. I've uh, you see that's the difference. Like in my head, I was starting. It was like an eighty-six. That had to have been a two-stroke because yeah, at first I said KTM five hundred, and I was like, man, the new five hundred EXEs are sick bikes. But then I was yeah. kid was like, this was probably a two-stroke and an entirely different yeah. machine. That's uh, so one of the. The guy that I bought my first DRZ from was a desert racer, and he used to race one of those in the vintage class. It was like a mid-80s KTM 500, and he let me ride it once on the road, which was a horrible idea and like because the wheel didn't spin at all. Yeah, right. And uh, it got bad, man. It got bad fat. So I didn't rip the subframe off or the rear fender or anything like that, but like if you looked at the throttle, even like cross-eyed, it was like, brap, 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 brap. <laughs> and it oh you had to have some upper body and core strength to hold on to that thing man it, i can't even imagine it was fun though nightmare i'm sure it was fun especially was fun. for a short guy where it's like yeah because you just put your feet down whenever you want it just... yeah i look like well even on this thing i'm sitting on like a bar stool dude my feet don't touch the ground but yeah it's uh it's fun but i don't know what else do we got man i i was trying to keep up on a on a lot of the news but there wasn't next week i think we're going to start hearing all the crazy rumors going into 2022 it's going to be some interesting stuff happening over the next uh three weekends and four weeks for sure i think the only thing that i really had just written down i mean i think if you haven't watched this race it's worth watching i was watching it again i watched it once today i watched it again last night i was watching the mains we were doing this and there were so many just neat moments in this race where i think it it's not often you get a final round that's still exciting and seeing that especially the 250 guys like remember um swole in the heat was exciting to watch you know he'd kind of he'd kind of fallen off where we didn't get to hear about him that much um yeah and you know seeing hunter and mcadoo going back and forth at it that was exciting um hunter just had the level of aggression that you don't get to see much at him because it's been where he'd make a mistake and then just haul ass through the pack and that was exciting in itself but seeing him up at the front and get to do some you know battling um yeah yeah. this is this is this was a good race to watch if you haven't watched it yet um even the highlights were good they didn't even have to try to find highlight videos let's speaking of highlights man we still got to do the uh drive and the sauce it oh yeah 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 so uh to the the sun star drive of the race um 
what do we got? We got we doing two fifty and four fifty on this one? Yeah. So we had uh Bloss and Marks Banks, both of them gained seven positions from their start start position, uh to finish, you know, over the course of the races. And they were really the only one. Well, there weren't really anybody close. There was some five five position guys because we were talking before the show when we were trying to figure it out. Um, I remember watching the race, and, you know, you had back and forth with, like, Webb and Sexton, and it seemed like there was a lot of passing, but there wasn't a lot of outright, this like, net gains over yeah. the course. And so, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, man. I've had some low moments on Benny Bloss this year. And it was over him pulling off when he got hurt and just not caring and pulling off before the race. His ankle's not doing too good. And the ride he's put on at these last two races is pretty impressive. So I've always been a pretty decent Blast fan. I was until this year. And then he pulled off and I got pissed off at him. Yeah. That's kind of the way I am with March Banks with that that move that he pulled. Was it a couple weeks ago? I lost a lot of respect for him. But both of those guys have always... I've always cheered for a man whenever I could, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, how about this? Yeah, for Mark, March makes to do that was pretty good. Oh yeah. I mean, he, it, it, it would have sucked if he fit if he started in the back and didn't gain points, but in seven positions yeah. on a track like that's not easy. Yeah. How about the bro taco sauced it, dude? This is a complete bonehead move. Oh yeah. That was, uh, we got, uh, yeah, Wageman and the some smart moves in the 250 LCQ, right? And it was uh, going back. I just it just flashed in my memory, man. Uh, the broadcast didn't even catch that it was a Red Cross flag either. They were like, "What's going on?" Oh, he like jumped right into him and landed on him. <laughs> we're like, "It's a Red Cross, man. Why are you jumping anyway?" You know? Yeah. So. It's uh maybe you didn't see it. I don't know. It's uh yeah, because it was they were coming out of the the left hander at the end of the start straight, right around that corner. Yeah, the big the big flat turn that was uh or no, yeah, that was that corner, right? Yeah, and the yeah. flagger was standing inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that one. And you're just like, well, but there were so many just WTFs right there in that moment. Like, why? <laughs> oh yeah. Why did they do that? Oh. My- my favorite part of that whole thing, though, was watching the uh, track worker try to pick up his bike, and he couldn't pick it up. It was sitting like right next to the. It was sitting basically perfectly so that he had to pick it up like uphill, and mm-hmm. it just watching that dude struggle to pick that bike up. I was just sitting there like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I just rewind it. I'm just watching it right now and just seeing Wageman go like face first into that jump and slosher just going oh, yeah. down. You're like, what? Everything they did right there was both of them were just, mm. but yeah, flaggers, you know. Yeah. So that's your uh, bro taco sauced it moment, your Sunstar drive of the race. Uh, congratulations to our award winners. <laughs> it's, will uh, not be mailing you your trophies. We have pickums also, dude. We almost oh. forgot, man. Holy cow. These damn rabbit holes, dude. We can sit here and talk. Well, we do sit here and talk about this stuff all day, and then we get out here and talk about it even more. So let's let you do your thing real quick. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for all you people watching. If you're not watching, we're going to do a quick breakdown audio style too. Um, You can always go over to power2theground.com, click on pickums and results. You don't even have to play to see the results. Stop in and, uh, and see how it's done. Yeah, so um, I I don't want to 
want to steal it away, but technically I, I, I swung for the swung for the fences and I got I got really lucky this last round. Um it came out with uh twelve points and, and I accidentally claimed the lead on this one. Um, right. I didn't think it was going to happen. It was close. It was so close. I figured that, you know, the two fifties were going to be kind of a spoken for, um, main event and the points were going to be close and I just wasn't going to gain anything. And the same thing with the four fifties. And, and that was not the case. I got, I got lucky in getting some, um, a couple of two point exact picks, um, and, and taking it. But as, as a member of the PTG crew, I do not, I do not take uh, awards. So our winner technically for, um, for the guys playing was Brian Bearden. He came out and um, put in a solid 17 rounds with a 145. But also, as you can see here on the screen, if you're not, if you're not watching uh, along with us, if you're just listening, Cole Platt finished in second with 144 and Terry Schaefer with 440 or 144 also. And then our own Doug here finished in uh, fifth overall. Um, with 140, so it was super tight. And then, uh, respective, you know, mentioned to uh, Curtis Johnson, he finished sixth place overall. And he, like Doug, both of them missed rounds, and still they didn't finish fifth and sixth because there were only six people playing, it's because the points were that close. Um, oh, yeah, and all of them. And that's like we've said it before the points are fun. And I'll do a breakdown episode some point over the next couple of weeks before we get into MX is when we get more of the the pickums structure for we're going to change some things up and have a little bit more fun. I'm looking there. forward to some of the changes, man. Um, we're, I don't think we're, yeah, we're definitely going to make some changes. I don't think we're hundred percent decided what we're putting in place for MX and what we're going to wait for 20, uh, 22 for FX, but we're definitely going to put in some, some changes and going to try to play, but I'll try to do an episode where, you know, kind of break down some of the more solid strategies about just show you what worked this season to show you why, um, Brian and I were battling and going in coal. Like all three of us were going back and forth these last few rounds um, about getting some, we got, there was some luck involved and there's just some solid strategy picks with the way our point system works. Um, so yeah, it was, it was tight. I did not expect that I was going to get 12 points after watching the event on Saturday night. I was not doing live tabulations. Um, and when Justin Cooper was not in the top five, I figured we were all screwed. <laughs> um, and it, you know, we, it, it came in close and it was, it was a good, it was a good battle. And if all the, the three to four, like fantasy games I play, this one was one of the more exciting ones. Um, just cause we get to talk about it every week like this. And it was so tight that it was tight. I think at one point, the whole top five was only one point away. Was that round 13? I think it was. I have to the go whole... back and look. It was all like 145, 145, and then 144, 144, 144. And then I think then like sixth place was at 143 or something like that. Not was, exactly those, but it was like yeah, it was, those we were, type I mean, of numbers. You know, yeah, they were, they were all ones. Um, and, it's just, and it just happens. I mean, you can see if you're looking at the screen, you know, like round 12, we all had super high scores. Um, I don't know what it was that week. I'd have to go back and look at why that was the case. Um but and then all of a sudden round 13 next week we all all of us guys that play every week did not have very high scores um and there's ones where we did and it's so that's the, the little bit of a difference between luck you know like you can get five points just by a little bit of luck um and a little bit of skill uh it's it's a great way to stay 
stay in there and have fun. So congratulations to Brian for getting first place and um, no shame to Cole and Terry for coming in one point off of also winning. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of a little, little jealous. You guys are, uh, Brian's going to get to rock that trophy. Yeah. I wanted that trophy to put up in my trophy room. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's, I'm trying uh, to think about it sitting in my new office, sitting behind me, you know, with the light reflecting off of it, making a little rainbow spectrum on the wall. <laughs> but that's, uh, I think other than that, that's really all we have folks. Uh, do you have anything else? I mean, we got to run down our, our end of show stuff, but anything before we start that? No, I don't, I don't think I had anything in particular. Um, I didn't have a lot of specific stuff that I wanted to touch on for tonight, other than just the, the great racing, the stuff we did touch on, we covered, and then we're going to have the, you know, the two fifty review and the 450 review uh yeah. coming up over the next couple of weeks and so that's where we're really going to get to dive into some of the fun stuff so let's say and we're gonna do those separate right so that then we uh we mm-hmm. can really dive into it with some of our listeners while they're commenting and stuff like that try to do like an hour hour and a half and nothing but 250s an hour an hour and a half and nothing but 450s and then we gotta figure out what to do for the last show which will be an hour an hour and a half of I don't know. We'll figure something out. And we might so. have our nice um, preview show for outdoors that we might do separately and get everybody together yeah. and record and have that out there. But I, I think, I don't know. I didn't, I haven't asked um, you and Jesse yet, but I imagine we should be able to do, if you guys want to do a, a kind of ahead of time post for the two fifties and four fifties um, on Facebook. So that if you guys want to start throwing questions or topics um yeah. for the review shows ahead of time also um the things that you definitely want us to really like dig into and cover i think that might be a, a good idea um yeah i'm sure jesse can do that i mean he got this one all set up that's a bit beyond my technical abilities um but i'm sure jesse can do it for sure for sure yeah so yeah, so hit us up on the facebook come join us on the discord man yeah and uh also, please don't forget, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, while you're clicking all the buttons, stop on over to brotacofoods.com. Use code PTTG for 20% off. And just to help support Sean, Sean's a cool dude. So then we have uh, Sunstar Sprockets and Chains, sunstardashbreaking.com, email support, Use code PTTG in the email to score 30% off. Also, for all your media needs, don't forget to hit up Nova Pro Media at novapro.media and get you a hookup on marketing and media and, and all that fun stuff that's not fun for me to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> also, our website, power the number two, theground.com. When we are in the middle of a season, don't forget to stop over there, play some pickums. Like we said, we have some awesome stuff coming down the pipe. We're just trying to get everything figured out. We are not 100% certain when we're going to roll out all the cool stuff, but be on the lookout for some changes to the pickums and not bad changes. They're going to be awesome. So that is all that I have. Tiller's texting his girlfriend. But. I know I'm not gonna lie. I was, <laughs> I, was looking, I sent a message to um, 
a guy on Instagram that I follow that does like really in-depth Supercross stats. Um, because he's like Roto Moto. No, Roto's Roto's good for fantasy. There's another guy that I get a lot of stuff from. Um, his Instagram handles three, the number three laps down. He's a like a head data uh, analyst for REI. So the dude does this literally for a living and can oh, do wow. it with his eyes closed. Um, and he posted a really cool article I was reading about, and I had a question about something on there, the way he phrased it. And I sent him a message on Instagram earlier, and I thought he messaged me back, and I got kind of excited. Uh, but he didn't. No. You got the old no. left on red, bro. Yeah. Um, it was something Ouch. else. Oh, um, don't forget thurs- Thursday night. Jesse's doing the pod Thursday night, and he's going to be doing right. It's live, isn't it? He's doing the interview with Dylan with Mr. I think Dylan so. Woodcock. Uh, yeah. live on Thursday night. Don't we can't forget about that. I'm excited to sit down and watch oh, yeah. that. Yeah, so am I. I'm definitely gonna have to harass Jesse in the comments, and I implore you all that are listening to help me out. Um, it's a pretty big deal for Jesse. So yeah, I'm excited for it's him. A big I'm deal for the show. It's big deal for all of us i'm excited yeah, it'll be fun so, so yeah if you got questions that you want uh i'm sure jesse would love to ask some questions to dylan of, that the viewers might have because i know jesse's got a lot of questions for him but uh i'm sure he's only got so many too yeah 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 definitely so don't forget thursday night seven o'clock i believe is what the mm-hmm. ad says i believe thursday night seven o'clock uh, both on YouTube and Facebook, catch Jesse talking to old Mr. Woodcock himself. Uh, that is seven o'clock Eastern Standard. Eastern, holy cow! Why can I not talk? Eastern Birds. Standard. Yeah. So that's uh, same time, same great place. Yeah, it should it should be up on there already. Um... Yeah, it should be on the Facebook page. Michael, we'll uh we'll snag the uh the graphic and throw it up in the Discord for you too, bud. So Yep. Thursday, seven PM Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, like I said. So jump on there, yeah, because Jesse's been good about throwing the the links up on there all the time, so it's easier to set the reminders um for when the when the videos go live. That'll be fun to see him do do that interview with Mr. Dylan Woodcock, see how he's doing. Oh, yeah. And this week we're going to come up with some crazy 250 stats for next Monday's show at 6.30 p.m. Eastern where we go over all the Supercross season fun stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the stat as, shows, man. Twice as many riders to do stats on. Is there, Just though? No. Yeah, there's still like 20 of them that have made almost all the shows. There might so. actually be less interesting. Um number but yeah we'll see we'll, we'll yeah. do some do some stuff dig into it um yeah it'll be it'll be a fun show i'm looking forward to it we got a few weeks before outdoors and we're gonna have a good time oh yeah until next week folks don't forget 7 p.m eastern on thursday dylan woodcock on the power to the ground motorsports news network until next time peace peace